Welcome to Clean Tech Talk with Important Media, where we discuss the latest news in green cars, clean energy, and clean technology. I'm Chris Morrow, editor of Gas2.org. And I'm Zachary Shahan, director of cleantechnica.com and evobsession.com. Today we're talking the hidden benefits of electric cars, some fascinating research on electric vehicle battery prices, also fascinating research on how lithium-ion battery lifetimes vary, and some interesting news about Volkswagen and an investment in a battery company. Chris, start us off with the environmental-friendly benefits. So, so there's just this, this is ongoing debate all around the world about just how clean and green electric cars are. And the latest, you know, people like to say they're powered by coal in a lot of cases. Um, you know, this, that, and the other thing, the batteries are dirty. But at the end of the day, you know, you and I and a lot of other people believe electric cars are just cleaner. And, you know, there's increasing evidence to support that. And the latest study out of China shows that in, in an urban city environment, switching from electric vehicles to gas vehicles actually brings the temperature down of, of the, the city. Yeah, I mean, well, we've known before, you know, electric vehicles are just much more efficient. They're like three times more efficient. An electric uh, car is about three times more efficient than a gasoline-powered car. Um, so, you know, you have huge then fuel savings. Uh, you have huge savings with, you cut CO2 emissions, you cut air pollution. Um, but something that was, I mean, people have realized it, but it hasn't really been documented well, is that there's also just a lot less waste heat is produced in a in an electric car than in an in internal combustion engine so electric cars are cooler under the hood so that ends up resulting if you add them all up in some huge um huge benefits for reducing urban heat the urban heat island effect yeah i mean one of the examples they use the example they use in this study um is beijing which is one of if not the biggest you know, city in the world. And there's literally like millions and millions of vehicles in and out of that city all day. And that's a lot of excess heat we're talking about. And the research basically found that, you know, if they switch to electric vehicles, they'd save about 12,000 tons of uh, carbon dioxide a day. And it would actually bring the temperature of the city overall down by about one degree Celsius. I mean, yeah. and one degree Celsius. Yeah, one degree Celsius is a lot when when we're talking uh, a heat wave, and we, you know we have uh, a lot of heat waves hitting these days. So, and, and that's the other thing is it would it would do, it has other benefits because if it's cooler now people aren't running their air conditioners. Air conditioners put a ton of excess heat into the air. Um, you know, it, it's just it's one of those effects that has more and more benefits that you know we're only just starting to scratch the surface of. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it also brings to mind something I've always, well, I haven't always, uh, but a commenter on Clean Technica once noted, uh, what would be the effect if you had hydrogen fuel cell cars running all over the city when, yeah, they don't emit pollution, but they emit water vapor? Imagine how much, <laughs> if you're emitting that much water vapor, uh, that's going to really raise the humidity of your city. So uh, that's something that, it never hit me until this commenter no, no, noticed it. But this this study, you know, highlighting the 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 heat, you know, factor also made me think of that and just how some of these small things on an individual car level make a big difference when you really add them up. So yeah, that leads us into our next story about uh, EV battery costs are actually probably already cheaper 
than initial projections shown by, you know, we're, we're about five years ahead of where some analysts thought we would be in terms of pricing for batteries. And it, it just goes to show that we really don't, as much as, you know, some people want the, us to think that, you know, it's going to happen X, Y, and Z this way. We really don't know what's happening right now. Like this, this whole market, the whole market is in a, turning over because of electric vehicles and the potential impact they have. Yeah, I mean, this is a, I think this is what happens. You know, we have you have a technology that's advancing slowly for a long time, and then once it gets to the point where it starts to get competitive in some markets, production can really ramp up then. And when that happens, then costs can really then you really see faster cost drops. So research has been done on battery pricing. When I you know forecasts, they look at the historical situation. They basically often just project that same kind of trend forward. And if they do that, you know, first they're basing on older, quite older, you know, pricing often, and they're they're basing on a slower drop in price. So then you end up with what what happens here where most, you know, all these studies, they surveyed a lot of studies, they, they had battery price estimates for 2020 that are mostly above what Nissan and Tesla have already hit. So just to put some specifics out there, in 2007, the average, it costs about $1,000 per kilowatt hour for a lot of these electric vehicle batteries. So, you know, you have the Nissan Leaf, I think it has a, the 24 kilowatt hour battery. That battery would have cost about $24,000 back in 2007. Now, analysts are saying that by 2017, 2018, the prices could be closer to $230 per kilowatt hour. And right now we're seeing prices of about $300 per kilowatt hour. So the prices have come down like 70% in less than 10 years. And, you know, obviously you have diminishing returns, but, you know, Elon Musk thinks we can get to $100 per kilowatt hour, and then that's when electric cars are just overtake conventional vehicles. A lot of the forecasts were looking at $300 per kilowatt hour in 2020, and both Nissan and Tesla have, based on their research, gone below that. I mean, I've seen other research that shows Tesla is at $180 per kilowatt hour. Uh, so this is, I mean, they've already gone past the 2020, but the question is, What's the breakthrough point, right? And you know, cost competitive wise, the breakthrough point is supposed to be two hundred. But then you have to take into account that there are social and political and you know factors that that delay transitions of technologies. People don't realize it's cost competitive yet. So the real breakthrough point, this these researchers think, is one hundred fifty dollars per kilowatt hour. Well, I, and I'm going to go ahead and give my non-expert opinion and say I really think it's got to come down to $100 per kilowatt hour. I think that's what Musk has said. and I, I tend to agree with him because then what you have is you have the ability to create an entire electric drivetrain, battery, motor, inverter, controller, all that good stuff for as much or even less than the cost of a conventional car uh, engine transmission. You know, right now those, those things hover between five and eight thousand, ten thousand dollars depending on the vehicle, the drivetrain, blah, blah, blah. If electric vehicles can actually undercut um, conventional cars in drivetrain costs, that's when we're really going to see electric vehicles start to take over. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, 
I mean, the question is, what's the breakthrough point, right? Because, I mean, some people could say you already hit it. We already hit it. Some people could say, you know, we're hitting it this year. It depends on what your definition of the breakthrough point is. And, um, and for me, the definition is 200 miles of range for a battery that costs $5,000 or less. So that would be about $100 a kilowatt hour. And, you know, that's like about 50 kilowatt hours is about what you need for 200 miles. Right and at now? that point, I mean, at that point, what do you think? You think uh, what percentage do you think of the of consumers are buying electric vehicles then? Or I, I think it's one of those things like like smartphones. One day it's like a few people have them. The next day it's like half the people you know have them. Then it's like most people have them, and the people who don't are the weird ones. We've seen sales doubling, doubling, even more than doubling. They went from forty thousand one year to to a hundred. 20,000 the next year to 400,000 the next year. So we're, we're seeing really fast growth already. But like you said, right now, people look around, they think electric, car, they, they think electric cars are a niche product. And I think it's that point a couple years, maybe before the huge breakout point, when you know, in a, in a, in a few years, they're not going to look at it like that. And we've done polls on Clean Technica, and a lot of people estimate 2017, 2018 as the, as the big breakout year. We'll see. But it all comes down to the batteries, and batteries vary a lot. Uh, other research that we that we just um, covered shows huge variation in how long lithium-ion cells last. Uh, some lithium-ion cells last five times, even more than five times longer than other lithium-ion cells. Yeah, I mean, it's an, it's interesting to know that um, it really comes down, you know, even though we're there, they're all lithium ion batteries and in practice, you know, in, in theory, they should have a lot more in common. It really depends on the quality of the materials. And, and what this study found is that after a thousand recharge cycles, batteries from places like China specifically lost about 30 percent of their total capacity after about a thousand charge cycles. That's that's significant. But then there's other batteries that after 5,000 charge cycles still had, you know, a lot that had not lost that much yet. So right. it really shows, you know, where they're coming from, who's making them and what they're using makes a huge difference in the quality of the battery. Right. And I, I mean, I knew there were differences, but I, you know, I, I think I referenced this last week as well. We, we I toured uh, the Unicos uh, facility in, in Berlin uh, several months ago, last year sometime. And they highlighted this point as well. And they showed us they had a case of uh, different lithium-ion batteries. And they, and they looked really different, you know. Uh, they didn't look like the same technology. They looked all very different. And, he, and the guy pointed out, as different as they look on the outside, they're that different on the inside. You know, so th and th they did really thorough testing of all these different batteries to see which they would use in their storage um, applications. And and they made a similar point. The guy said that um, he said that there were some Chinese ones that performed really badly. And I was curious. I tried to find out what company, and um, he wouldn't say. You know, I, I would lean towards. I mean, some of the big. What are the big Chinese companies producing batteries? You've got BYD. Uh, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of companies that are getting into it now, like Foxconn. There's 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 you know, there's a whole bunch of small battery manufacturers that honestly we probably even have, haven't even heard of. Well, so, and, and this study didn't mention any specific names either except for Tesla. Right. <laughs> and the Tesla battery, surprise, surprise, was found to have at least over 100,000 miles of, um, of 
no degradation, basically. But the Tesla one was interesting because they said four, 400 cycles was how long the battery would last. And 400 cycles at 500 kilometers per charge, you know, uh, what, it, what it's rated at, would equal about 200,000 kilometers before the battery would, would not last, whatever that means according to the researchers. So that's about 124,000 miles. But Elon Musk has stated at least once, I think on a number of occasions, that they have a Model S in the lab with over 500,000 miles. So <laughs> that's more than and, three and times. And you got to keep in mind the infinite mile warranty on the, the, the drivetrain and uh, the battery, I think, has the eight-year um, yeah. whatever. It's just, the thing is, Tesla can, you know, Tesla also has these things where they're not, they don't get too specific. So, you know, he says right. no excess degradation. Well, what does that mean after 500,000 miles? Is it still holding 90% of its charge or 50% of its charge? You know, after 500,000 miles, most cars need a new engine. Yeah, I was real curious. I couldn't find, I found on a, on a Tesla Motors forum, someone thought they remembered him saying it was over 70%. But then I couldn't find that figure anywhere else searching it. So I'm, I, I was really curious. Yeah, what does that mean? Plus, it's in the lab. And, you know, they might have different lab conditions for sure than, than the researchers in this study. But at the moment, certainly, you know, Tesla supposedly has the lowest priced battery, uh, as we've seen from a few studies, um, estimated at about $180 per kilowatt hour. And the battery seems to last a long time, one way or the other. So it's, it's definitely the front runner. But... There are a lot of companies trying to do better, and one of those is QuantumScape. Oh, yes, QuantumScape, yes. Now, this is, this is the company that Volkswagen just bought a 5% stake in back in December. And QuantumScape's big thing is a solid-state battery. And now, for our listeners who don't know what a solid-state battery is, it's basically you have your regular lithium-ion batteries, like those found in the Tesla Model S, the Chevy Volt. They use a liquid electrolyte. Now, there are benefits to using a liquid electrolyte, but there are also uh, drawbacks. And one of those drawbacks is it can catch fire. It can catch fire and keep catching fire and get really, really bad. So what we have here is a solid-state battery from QuantumScape that is not only, quote-unquote, basically fireproof, um, but it stores enough energy Volkswagen things to give their EVs 400 miles of range in the next two or three years. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a battery scientist, and I'm not going to pretend to be one, but I've read and watched a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff on, on the topic, and it seems like everyone assumes sooner or later the future of electric car batteries are solid-state batteries. And, you know, like lithium-ion, I mean, there, there are huge variation in, in these. Um, but... A couple of the, the top companies that seem to be in the lead with these are QuantumScape and SOC T3. Um, GM has the stake in SOC T3, GM Ventures, and you know, Volkswagen and QuantumScape, both showing that you know, if, if a big auto company is taking a, taking a big stake in you, they must think that you have some potential, you know, that you might go somewhere. So this could be the next big thing, but it's definitely not going to happen in the next few years. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's one of those technologies that's it's probably pretty far out, but they're getting up to it today because whoever can, whoever comes out with this technology first, basically, 
can come, it will have a huge, huge advantage for electric vehicles, for plug-in cars, but also for things like grid storage, if that's the direction they decide to go. Um, it's just this, this solid state battery technology really has tremendous potential. One of the holdups has been getting it to operate properly at room temperature, which is where QuantumScape thinks they've kind of solved the riddle. And that's why Volkswagen's really interested in them. But they're not totally convinced yet. So they have to make a decision probably sometime this summer, around July, uh, according to a Bloomberg report, that you know Volkswagen executives are going to decide, are we going with solid-state batteries, or are we going to stick with the tried-and-true liquid electrolyte lithium-ion ones? Yeah, I mean, for what, I, what I've seen, a lot of these, uh, you know, potential breakthrough batteries from research universities, from, from startups, is that they, they are almost there, but they have, like, one critical, you know, failure, one critical Achilles heel. You know, often, like, for example, they, they just can't cycle that many times. So, you know, you cycle it 500 times and your battery's dead. And you can't do that with, a, with, a, with an electric car or with a grid storage battery. So I'm not sure what, you know, what the Achilles heel of quantum scapes batteries are, but obviously they're working to solve it. Volkswagen has some confidence that, you know, it's possible. And, you know, sooner or later, one of these, one of these solid state battery companies is going to hit the, hit the home run. And yeah, the, the car company that, that it's tied to is going to have tremendous advantage. And I mean, uh, that's, that's part of the, theoretically, that's part of the risk with Tesla is that, is that, you know, someone could come along and surprise it. On the other hand, if some big battery breakthrough happens, Tesla's going to know, and they're probably going to have a pretty good opportunity to license that technology. So yeah, basically the, the company that comes out with this breakthrough battery technology first, whether it be Tesla, Volkswagen, GM, they're going to they're gonna dominate the future of automobile, electric automobiles more likely than not, because just... It's the battery. It all comes back to the battery. The battery and the and you know the software, I guess too, because no matter what GM, Volkswagen, these people do, what we've seen with Tesla is that they update, they they improve their cars continuously with software updates, and we haven't really seen that happening with other electric car companies. Not yet, but uh, you know, everybody's watching Tesla, and everybody's looking for the next big battery, and you know. Might be Tesla that finds it. It might be Volkswagen. Who knows? We'll find out. It's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Definitely, and we'll be covering it. That's for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so check in uh, next week to get your electric fix. Next week, we also have a special guest episode with Ian Wright of Wright Speed. So check in for that. Yeah, you got to check that out. We're going to ask him some questions. <laughs> All right, uh, that just about does it for us. I'm Chris Tomorrow, and I'm Zachary Shahan. Thanks for tuning in.